over here, Sam and I. My name is Mikesh. And I'm Sam. We are here doing a podcast about cults and conspiracy theories. Um, We thought about this idea a little bit ago, realized that we like talking about cults and conspiracy theories, and also alcohol. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Stories and the alcohol. Okay. Well, at least we made that known. Yes. So thanks. They need to know. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, each week... I'm going to come up with a story to tell, whether it is a cult or a conspiracy theory. We're going to kind of go on both, or if I have time, I'll talk about both. Um, And then Sam, my good old friend, she's going to be here to make sure to tell me when I sound funny. Or (laughs) Moral support. Moral support. Commentary. That's what a girl's here for. Yes. Uh, So we can be found on a couple different social medias. We have um, an Instagram, Cults and Theories. Um, same with Facebook, Cults and Theories. We do have a Twitter. I am not... Boo. I know. I'm not a fan of Twitter. I'm not active on it. So right now it keeps giving me these suggestions and a lot of them is Trump for some reason. Yeah. So That's like all Twitter is basically <laughs> right now. So I'm not really on Twitter. But we do have an email account too, cultsandtheories at gmail.com. So if you want to email in, give us a suggestion, ask questions, tell us if we're right or wrong. Yeah, fact check us. Fact check us, please, because you know how the internet can be. (laughs) Anyway, so today I decided to do the first story on Jonestown. Have you heard of that one? Mr. Jim Jones. Mr. Jim Jones. I Obviously, you know about it. <laughs> yes. How do you know about it? Because I thought I was just going to blow your mind and tell oh. you about something new. Uh, no, I, I did some essays in high school on him, but huh. it's been quite a while, so. Maybe I can give you some new you, I think you still will blow my mind. I think so. <laughs> um, the reason I wanted to do this one was because there's a lot of references, you know, like, don't drink the Kool-Aid or drinking right. the Kool-Aid. I'm sure you know, but our listeners may not know what that means. And that's really important. I feel like when you're talking about cults, you need to know what that saying is. I was just telling somebody about that, and they had no idea what the Kool-Aid reference was. Me too. I was was like, how do you not know that? I know. And so I had to then explain to her what that meant by going back, talking about him very briefly. Which, by the way, just trying to do research on this was insane. There's so much. So I'm going to give a really broad overview, kind of just about him a little bit, and then get more into, like, what actually happened, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is going to be the general theme. Really talk about the cult and what happened. A little bit about the leader, because they're both important, but Mm -hmm. I think if we give... We can go... God, we can go down rabbit holes. Same with conspiracy theories. Those are going to have to be really... Condensed. Condensed, yeah. So if I leave out anything important or if I say something that's not right or offensive, just let me know. Just email. <laughs> maybe maybe just email or private message because I get sensitive. So, <laughs> um, so with that, let's get started. Let's get started. <laughs> let's get to it. So the cult started with Jim Jones. He was born May 13th, 1931, in a small town in Indiana. Um, weird fact, that's actually Alex's birthday, too, so I don't... Your boyfriend. My boyfriend! <laughs> I guess I should probably say who that is. Yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of weird saying that. 
Um, he was an avid reader and studied people like Stalin, Marx. Ow! Funny bone! That's not very funny! <laughs> Somebody called me a funny... Was that you? No. Oh, never mind. That would just be kind of weird. Somebody said that I'm like the funny bone. That's nice, That's like though. not actually funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's I can funny, see, but it's not funny. <laughs> I can see where that would be a compliment, but then you're like, you think about it, and you're what? like, oh wait, that's nice. Thanks. So I'm just that annoying. Thanks. 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 Oh, what does it go? An avocado. Thanks, I love it. Oh, I don't know. We're quoting two different memes. Yeah, I apologize. Thanks. Let's get. It is the avocado thing. Sorry. <sighs> Let's get back to it. Um, he was an avid reader and studied people like Stalin, Marx, Mayo, Gandhi, and Hitler. All very powerful people. All very. At a young age, he's studying this. Yeah. What does that tell you? Well, it tells you that he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it just means that he could be very intellectual. Yeah. Um, in these studies, he noted the strengths and weaknesses of these people. Um, and with that, he developed a strong interest in religion. Kids described him as being a really weird kid who was obsessed with religion and death. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> um, they said that he often held funerals for small animals on his parents' property and that he stabbed a cat to death. What the fuck did that cat do to you? Seriously. The freaking little kitty. Poor little cat. Poor little kitty cat. Anyway, John... No wonder he was holding so many funerals. He's killing a lot of animals. Yeah, well, uh, I mean... On a, like, better note, I guess, at least he had a funeral for them. On a psychological note, though, they say that when kids are killing animals at a young age, well, obviously kids, when they're, people <laughs> kill at a young age animals, like, they're a psychopath. That, that says something. I don't, I don't know exactly what it says, but. It says that they're deep-rooted issues. Yeah, they're psychotic. They mm-hmm. have psychopathic tendencies. Mm-hmm. They ain't something right in the brain. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. <laughs> um, okay, so Jones and a friend claimed that his dad, Jones's dad, was associated with the KKK, and he would not let some of Jones's friends into the house who was black. Um, Jim was not into that, apparently. He decided not to talk to him for many, many years while living in the same house. Weird. Bravo to you, bud. Bravo. At least he's standing up for something. Yeah. Um, well, when was this? In the 70s? This what? No, this was in the 40s. Oh, wow. Yeah, because he graduated. So my next bullet, mm-hmm. Samantha. <laughs> he married Marceline Baldwin in 1949 at about 19. So if he's in high school um, or middle school, it's like, you know, within nine years of yeah. the 40s. Um. So he married her in 1949 at about 19 and moved to Bloomington, Indiana. He began his first affair in 1968 with a woman named Caroline Layton, which this kind of, this fact jumps ahead, but kind of shows, like, what he is. Um, he also had many other mistresses during the 70s before the move to, to Jonestown while in San Francisco. Um, which jumps ahead, but so he we'll get went. There. So he moved from Indiana to San Francisco, right? I'll get there. Okay. I have. There's a couple. Of, there's another move that he does, but I'll I'll get there. Okay. Once he graduated, he decided to enter the ministry. In the 1950s and the 60s, he was known as being a charismatic churchman and was an outspoken individual. Like they all are. Like they all are. He was outspoken about his favor of racial integration. 
which, you know, in the 50s is pretty big. Yeah. Because that was when all that... Opinions were very big in the 50s. Like, you either had them or you did not. And if you did, I feel like it was... Isn't you know what I mean? too? Well, yeah. But now <laughs> everybody's opinionated. But back then, it's like, I feel like people were more outspoken with it. A lot of um, revolutionary mm-hmm. movements Radical are going on. things happening. Yeah. Um... Then in 1955, he established the, quote, Wings of Deliverance, um, or Community of Unity, which they kind of flip-flopped, which was a Pentecostal church that would later be known as the People's Temple. While pursuing this, he was known for his work with the homeless, then served as the director of the Indianapolis Human Rights Commission. To me, this is important because it's... Like, yeah, he wasn't really a good guy, but he did so much for the community. Like, he was, you know... It's for his views. He, what he thought was right. He really... Yeah, so... That's he, where you know there's something... That's where you know. Yeah. Because he wasn't... He had good views, but he ended up having, I think, narcissistic tendencies, and he was also slight psychopath. Psych- and I think he also... Something changed around that time like he was heavily into drugs i mean he i know was. we'll get there we'll get there but like Samantha. i know i'm jumping ahead you are you're just anxious about the I story am. i'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> um okay so jones and his wife then another great thing about him i guess um adopted several non-white children and he referred to the household as his rainbow family and stated integration is a more personal thing to me now it is a question of my son's future He also portrayed the temple as a, quote, rainbow family in 1962. Um, So he also portrayed the temple as being a rainbow family. So that meant um, to him it was really important to have a lot of uh, diversity. Yeah. Yeah. So some some cults are very white, prominent, or, um, you know, very specific on thoughts, ideas. And he was, he wanted a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Like... Part of me wonders, did he really think that way, or was it him... For, like, show? Yeah. Because if he's, if he's psychopathic, and he's he's got these narcissistic tendencies, how does he then want so much racial equality? You know? Yeah. Because, from what I know, these kind of personalities are, like, void of emotion. That's a sociopath. That's... If he's killing, oh, sociopaths. No I always emotions. confuse them. Yeah, psychopath is like some. I'm not a, a doctor. Don't quote me. Yeah, let's just put that out there. <laughs> it's like where they have no emotions. Like they don't. If someone's hurt, they don't feel anything. Like no emotion. Mm-hmm. And psychopath, there's like something deeply rooted, psychotic tendencies. I don't know how you. They're different, though. Maybe on our next episode, we'll have, like, good definitions. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be more prepared on that. I guess it didn't... I didn't really realize... I just stumble over the word, so I guess there really are two different words. Well, I mean, <laughs> psychopath, you kind of understand just from that what it is. I mean, without giving examples. Yeah. But sociopath is different. That's straight no emotion. Guys... I promise we'll have good definitions (laughs) next time. Sam, you're doing great. (laughs) Gold Um, star. Gold star. But trouble came to paradise in around 1962, where Jones began fearing nuclear war, which was... Dum, dum, dum. (laughs) Which was a a thing. Um, 
Jones told his Indiana congregation that the world would be engulfed by nuclear war on July 15, 1967, which would then create a new socialist Eden on Earth, and that the temple had to move to Northern California for safety. And where were they at at this point? Uh, well, accordingly, the temple began moving to Redwood Valley, California, near the city of Ukiah. Okay. Which, to be honest, no idea where that <laughs> is, but it's in Northern California. Okay. At first. Jim's drug addiction also caused the stress concerning racial intolerance to escalate, and Jones began preaching that he had a vision of a nuclear holocaust and that the safe for him and his followers was in California. So the vision, which was induced kind of from like a drug habit, right. is what made them move. Um, well, also because he was in, like, things were starting to... Not yet. No, everything was fine in Indiana. He oh. didn't... There weren't a lot of issues. I mean, not to say that there weren't a lot of issues. There were issues with people... And this is part that I had to kind of cut out because it was a lot. But in Indiana, there were not a fan of his radicalisms. Mm-hmm. So part of that, too, is why they left. But not because of anything he had done that was bad okay. yet. Gotcha. Just like um, his views on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They first settled in Ukiah and then went to San Francisco in 1971, where there he was being referred to as the prophet. So, someone's got an ego. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that move to San Francisco, the temple more strenuously emphasized that its members live communally. It stressed physical discipline of children first and then escalated to adults. Um, well, not escalated, it just transitioned, and now everyone's being beaten. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's a good thing, like, start with the children. No. <laughs> but then I'm like, beaten, okay, never oh, mind. just kidding. <laughs> but problems caught up with him. He was dealing with accusations like taking money from the cult members to use as his own money. Then, David... Rude. Con- rude. So Rude. Rude. <laughs> David Kahn comes around and began investigating him as he was an insider performing a private investigation on Jones and ended up spending eight years with him. That's as cool. like a spy? As a spy. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's so, commitment. Yeah. On December 13th, 1973, Jones was arrested and charged with lewd conduct, masturbating in a movie theater restroom. So it was a restroom, not like inside. Why is it always movie theaters? I don't know. The decoy was an undercover LAPD officer. Jones was on record as later telling his followers that he was the only true heterosexual, but at least one account exists of his sexual abuse of a male member of his congregation in front of followers. In front of followers? Yeah. Like, were Oh, they, wow. I didn't realize that I... Were they, they like... In church? Yeah. No, they did. They did. Okay. Um, also, I should put in here, I probably should have put this in, in the beginning, but some of this may be uncomfortable to viewers or listeners. Listener discretion is advised because <laughs> some of these topics can be uncomfortable. But yeah, he would, it was like sexual acts that he would do in front of members. Like they, and they had to like watch. Like against their will? I mean, it, I, I don't know. I know you don't know all the facts. I don't know the facts of it, but <laughs> I, like I know. I was there. It, I was there. I was born in 1938 or 31 <laughs> or whenever the fuck he was born. Um, it was more of like, I wouldn't say he held them against their will, but it was a very manipulated yeah. tactic mm-hmm. where it was like, 
well, I will, I will gift you with my attention kind of thing. Yeah. Like, he was that narcissistic. And so he would do bad things. But then again, he was saying he was straight. Yes. Jones decided then it was time to leave the country and take his flock to Guyana. However, it was too late. David's intervention played a part in the downfall of Jim Jones and the destruction of his empire, the People's Temple. It's a little foreshadowing there. Go you, David. Jones started building Jonestown, formerly known as People's Temple Agricultural Project. So it started that way because basically his idea... Well, I'll say in my next sentence. Uh, it was promoted as being a... It was promoted as a means to create both a socialist paradise and a sanctuary from the media scrutiny in San Francisco. Jones's purpose was to establish it as a model communist community, adding that the temple comprised, blank, or quote, the purest communists there are. See, I feel like that would be a fun experience. Like, take out the cult side of it to, like, live yeah. in, not in the, even in the communist part either, but just, like... To be in the, your own town. Communal. Yeah, communal. Yeah. I have, I have mixed feelings on those. Yeah, I know you do. We can save that for another chit-chat. Okay. Do you want to put that on? No, we can. (laughs) We can definitely talk about it. I think that'd be great. I just, I think it depends on, I don't know. I sound like an asshole and I don't really like sharing. I grew up as an only, like half of my life I was an only child and then grew up with my cousin's. So, like, sharing is hard. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> how to share. So... It's like you help people, <clears throat> they they help you. Yeah. I mean, you have your own possessions. and Well, okay, not in a cult setting. <laughs> like, Let's just preface by saying <laughs> we're not starting a cult. <laughs> I just mean, like, in a... You have your own little town or something that you all work off of each other. That'd be cool. Experience, not forever. No. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Jones had started building Jonestown. Uh, oops, I read that part. Um, last part of that, though, he did not permit members to leave Jonestown. Cold. So basically, he brought everyone from San Francisco to Guyana, kind of shelter them. How far away is that? Guyana How'd is... How'd they get there? Fuck if I know. <laughs> God, you ask these questions like I know. But basically, Guyana is like... The top part of South Af- South America, um, it you know like it kind of curves like mm-hmm. this on the right. If you're looking at a map, it's like on that side. Oh right. So it's not too far down. Right. I okay, think got it. I hope you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, do you? I don't. <laughs> I can tell that twinkle in your eye. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. At some point in 1977, the agricultural project became known as Jonestown's Jonestown. Conditions were difficult, but hope was high for the life in the promised land. As long as you have hope and faith. Jesus. Yeah, but if conditions are bad, (laughs) the work needed to maintain a community of thousands of members was insane. Because there's like thousands of members at one point, and then Mm -hmm. a bunch of people somehow leave. Um, Members worked in agricultural construction... I'm sorry worked in agriculture, construction, maintenance, such as cooking and laundry, childcare for the 304 minors under the age of 18 living there. So that's a lot of kids. That's keep, a lot. Keep that number in mind. Um, living, education, healthcare, and fundraising, making items to sell in Georgetown, which was not easily Georgetown. accessible from Jonestown. Georgetown is a city in Guyana. Oh, 
Jonestown. Oh, so they would, like... Go to the city. Gotcha. To, like, get materials or stuff that they couldn't make or create. Everyone contributed to the community, and at times working 11 hours a day, six days a week. Evenings were filled with meetings, education programs, Russian language lessons for what people believed was an imminent move to the Soviet Union. That's that's communist right there. It's finest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And other duties. Residents lived in dormitories, and frequently children were raised apart from their biological parents. At first, the diet was adequate, but as more people arrived, portions became relatively smaller, consistently meaning, consisting mainly of beans and rice with meat or green vegetables reserved for meals when outsiders visited the community. So basically, they got rice and beans, and if people came to check on them, then they, they got would meat. get green beans. Yeah, and green meat. <laughs> yeah, Damn. like real food. I would hope every day, <clears throat> all the time. I know. When people such as U.S. embassy officials. Uh, Guyana government representatives and supportive family members and friends did visit, residents of Jonestown received lengthy briefings to ensure that the image portrayed of Jonestown was positive and convincing. At times, Jones became incapacitated through using prescription drugs such as phenobarbital. Do you know how many times I had to say that out loud to be able to say that? I know. I think there was like six times in the first podcast we recorded. Yeah, and just today I was like, Benobarbital. Benobarbital. My aunt is a nurse. I don't know if if I told you this. And I almost texted her this. How to say it? And I, yeah, I was like, can you call me so you can tell me how to say this word? (laughs) But I was like, no, I'm literate. I can do this. Um, so, through the use of phenobarbital, he would fly into rages, only to calm down moments later. What is that, though? Did you look up what that was? Hell if I know. <laughs> it's a drug. I'll look it up, guys, and tell you next week. <laughs> or, oh, Sam. Okay, Sam's gonna pull it up here. <laughs> Gotta get it right. Busy music. Oh. Treatment for certain types of epilepsy. <laughs> And the duration of action is four hours to two days. He also had trouble speaking at times, although he would ramble on for hours well into the night on the community's public address system. I think that's crazy. (laughs) I know. (laughs) He went full psycho. (laughs) That would suck. Um, Reading news reports from Soviet and Eastern Bloc sources, which presented anti-capitalist and anti-imperialist perspectives highly critical of America. He frequently portrayed the United States as beset by racial and economic problems that his followers had escaped by coming to Jonestown. So, like, I saved you! Right. Bitch, no you didn't. Still, it's still the same. It's still fucked up. Life sucks, then you die. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad day, it's a bad life. (laughs) I don't know the words. I don't either. Um, go American Idol. As a result of their long hours in the fields during the day and their nights punctuated by meetings and um, meetings and readings over the PA system, Jonestown's residents became increasingly exhausted and sleep deprived, which also is another tactic for cult leaders. Manipulation. Yes, narcissists. It makes them more like susceptible to like brainwash. (laughs) Exactly. Like it, it inhibits you from making your own decisions yeah being able to function and know like hey this isn't right because 
that's the guy that, you know, telling me what I need to do, all right. Right. I can't think for myself. Oh, I would not be good at that. Jones. Have you ever been sleep deprived? Like, to a point where it's like, oh, God. Have you? Yes. Not good. It's scary. Is it? Yeah, because you start, like, hallucinating almost. What? Yeah, and you can see, like, I was going to say hallucinations. (laughs) (laughs) Really, Sam? (laughs) Yeah, you just start hearing things and seeing things that aren't there. That's when I was, like, I was going on almost 48 hours, so that was a long time ago, but... Yeah, it's crazy shit. We should talk about that sometime. We should. How, tell me how you feel. Um, while Jones bans sex among Temple members outside of marriage, he voraciously engaged in sexual relationships with both male and female Temple members. Jones, however, again, claimed that he detested engaging in homosexual activity and did so only for the male Temple adherents' own good, purportedly to connect with them symbolically. So basically, it's like... It's okay if he does it. Right. He's only doing it for them. He's only doing it for their, like... So they get to have a little piece of... Him. Of him, exactly. (laughs) Like, I'll let you kind of thing. So He's a goddamn narcissist. Yeah. In... Okay, so this is where it gets real fucked up. Yeah. In November 1978, Leo Ryan, California congressman... A fact sent out a fact-finding mission to Jonestown to investigate allegations of human rights abuse. His delegations include temp- relatives of Temple members, an NBC camera crew, and reporters of various newspapers. The group arrived in Guyanese capital of Georgetown on November 15th. Jones hosted a reception for the delegation that evening in a central pavilion in Jonestown. Uh, the delegation left hurriedly that afternoon of the ni- of the 18th after Temple member Don Sly attacked Ryan with a knife. Though the knife was um, kicked away, like it didn't get him, mm-hmm. Ryan and his delegation managed to take along 15 mem- Temple members who had expressed a wish to leave, and Jones made no attempt to uh, prevent their departure. At that time. At that time. She gets fucked. As members of the delegation boarded two planes at the airstrip, Jones's armed guards, called the Red Brigade, arrived. That's a weird name. <laughs> I was going to say Red that's Brigade. Silly. That's silly. <laughs> so silly. Um, they arrived on a tractor and trailer, which that's not funny, but like. Take me out of the old I'm going to ride. <laughs> That fucking song. I know. Um, but just thinking of, like, the Red Brigade arriving on a tractor, it's just bouncing. Like, <laughs> we're gonna get you! <laughs> um, being offensive because they died. <laughs> I know. That's not funny, it's but... Not- okay. <laughs> and they began shooting at him. The gunman killed Ryan, the congressman, and four others near the Guyana Airways Twin Otter aircraft. At the same time, one of the supposed defectors, Larry Layton, drew a weapon and began firing on members of the party that had already boarded the small plane. So basically, this guy went undercover, that was a temple member, Mm -hmm. to, like, pretend like he wanted to leave because Jones told him, you know... You can. you, You can leave. Yeah, you can. Sent this guy with them to then kill them on the airstrip. So, like... Trojan horse. So he really didn't have any... He wasn't going to let them move. No. No, of course not. 
Um, an NBC you camp. Know, real quick, though, what? I think the reason why is because it was, like, congressmen. Because yeah, then they it's, did. like, giving them a bad, like, shining a bad light on it. Yeah, which, if you, okay, you killed them. Like, yeah, you but just made he, it worse. Right, <laughs> but he killed everybody. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, but that was probably his plan the whole time, because he knew if he killed them, he's going to have to kill everybody. Yeah, but if you didn't kill them, you wouldn't have to kill everyone. But it still would have, but they still would have, like... Gave up all of the secrets that Jonestown was keeping, and so he True. felt like his like reputation was being Tainted. yeah jeopardized. Whatever you want to call. I don't think we'll ever be able to rationalize with. I know we are people. trying to like understand <laughs> and like rationalize. We tried. Um, the NBC cameraman was able to capture footage of the first few seconds of the shooting. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, that'd be so sad. All right, this is where it really gets messed up. Um, Later that same day, 909 inhabitants of Jonestown, remember 304 of them being children, died of apparent cyanide poisoning, mostly in and around the settlement's main pavilion. Now, I've looked at them unknowing. I had no idea there were pictures, but I found pictures of the aerial view of Jonestown. And you literally see people dead mm-hmm. on the ground like all around the pavilion <clears throat> the pavilion the pavilion yeah. yeah and it's and there's a lot there's a, a nine nine hundred almost a thousand people just laying dead mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking can you imagine those moments before no it's so sad well okay let's get there um this resulted in the greatest single loss of american civilian life in a deliberate attack under this uh, until the September 11th attack. An FBI later recovered a 45-minute audio recording of the suicide in progress. I think I've heard that. Have you? Not the whole 45 minutes, but preaching. Maybe if we find that. I know we're, we're working on creating an, a website um, because I want to. I know when I'm listening to a podcast, I want to be able to see the. I'm visual, so I want yeah. to be able to see what and he- happened and and hear. Yes. I mean, <laughs> if you want, I'm trying to be open for anything. You but can just put a link. A link, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking we're gonna, or I'm gonna try and create a, a website, put pictures and links and facts so that you can kind of see, you know, what's going on and be able to kind of follow along. Um, but that is soon to come. Uh, back to the tape. So on that tape, Jones tells people or temple members that the Soviet Union, with whom the temple had been negotiating a potential exodus for months, would not take them after the airstrip murders. The reason given by Jones to commit suicide was consistent with his previously stated conspiracy theories of intelligent organizations allegedly conspiring against the temple. That men would parachute in here on us, that was a quote, and this is all from the video, or I mean, excuse me, the audio recording, um, shoot some of our innocent babies and they'll torture our children. They'll torture some of our people here. They'll torture our seniors. Parroting Jones's prior statement that hostile forces would convert uh, captured children to fascism, one temple member states, the ones that they captured, they're going to just let them grow up and be dummies. (laughs) 
At least they get to grow up. At least they get to grow up. Yeah. It's okay that they're a little slow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That's insensitive. With that reasoning, Jones and several members argued that the group should commit revolutionary suicide by drinking cyanide-laced grape-flavored flavor aid. Later released, Temple Films showed Jones opening a storage container full of Kool-Aid in large quantities. However, empty packets of grape flavor aid found on the scene showed that this is what was used to mix the solution among with a sedative. So, he wanted people to think it was Kool-Aid, but really it was flavor aid. He was probably cheap and didn't want to spend money on good Kool-Aid. Oh, wait, so he told them it was Kool-Aid? And yeah, that's why he opened. Up. I know, right? Like, why? Who cares if it's flavor aid? It's the same goddamn thing. He still put cyanide in it, he so still... it's kind of the points mute, but <sighs> still. Um, Can you even give him Kool-Aid on their last day? Right? When members apparently cried, Jones counseled, Stop these hysterics. This is not the way for people who are socialists or communists to die. No way for us to die. We must die with some dignity. Jones can be heard saying, don't be afraid to die. That death is just stepping over to another plane. And that it's a friend. <laughs> That's not. Hello, darkness. <laughs> That's my ringtone. <laughs> is it? Yeah. How <laughs> <Not> depressing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a, it's like. It is a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> Um, at the end of the tape, Jones concludes, we didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide, protesting the conditions. We didn't commit suicide. We committed revolutionary suicide. Isn't that the same goddamn (laughs) thing? Christ almighty. Um, okay, so let me reread that. We didn't commit suicide. We committed an act of revolutionary suicide, protesting the conditions of an inhumane world. Same thing, bud. Same thing. Same, same. He's just glorifying it. Exactly. According to escaping temple members, so there were more than 900, but 900 of them died. So there were more people that had died. I mean, they escaped? That they escaped, yeah. So according to escaping temple members, children were given the drink first by their own parents. Families were told to lie down together. Mass suicides had been prevented previously discussed in simulated events called White Nights. This is the part I think is fucking crazy. On a regular basis, yes. So, basically what would happen is he would say, alright, tonight's the night, we're gonna commit, you know, su- or suicide. We're gonna do this. And then he'd give them the Kool-Aid. But and it wouldn't have the poison. It wouldn't have cyanide in it, yeah. So that was basically his test to find out or somehow prove who was loyal to him? Right. Yeah. Um, during at least one such prior white night, members drank liquid that Jones falsely told them was poison. Following the mass murder-suicide, Jones was found dead on the floor, resting on a pillow near his deck chair. Okay, so everyone's lying on the ground, and you're in laying in a mud. chair. Yeah, you're laying on a chair with a pillow. <laughs> Didn't even deserve a pillow. Didn't even deserve it. Um, with a gunshot, gunshot wound to his head that Guyanese coroner stated was consistent with self-inflicted gunshot wound. His body was later dragged outside for examining and embalming. The official autopsy conducted uh, in December 1978 also confirms his death as suicide. 
Jones's son, Stefan, believes his father may have directed someone else to shoot him, but that's speculation. There are a couple other theories where, um, I guess in some of recordings or somehow, um, he was actually going to try and live, but someone, now this is a theory, someone had gotten a gun and shot him. Yeah. Because... Because fuck that. Right. He's trying to leave while everyone else... He, he would be killed. like that. Yeah. He, he would. That's so like him. That's so <laughs> Jim Jones-like. Um, an autopsy of Jones's body also show, showed levels of... Uh, Peno... The barbital. The, the drug. The phenobarbital. Phenobarbital. <laughs> phenobarbital. Which may have been lethal to humans who had not developed uh, a tolerance to it. So he had built up a tolerance? <laughs> yeah. What an asshole! I know. So he's taken it so much that... It's like in A, a Princess Bride where the, the the guy takes the poison, they both do, but he take, he built up a tolerance. Okay. I've Got only it. seen Princess Bride like maybe once or twice. It's been there. I apologize. The part I like is... We are gathered here, or I don't know how he says it. I can't do it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I told you not to fuck with the I box. No. You fucked with the box. It's the chair. It's the chair's fault. Um, anywho. So yeah, that's Jonestown. Fucked up, huh? That is fucked up. I want to read something real quick. Oh. From Stephen Jones, which, how did Stephen. he get out? I don't like that name, by the way. I don't know. Okay, but anyways, the question... So this was an interview done with uh, Herates. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. (laughs) Okay. But the question was, what would you say is the biggest misconception people have about the People's Temple or your father? Huh. And he said, I appreciate that question. I think that I'll pick two. Number one, people can't understand what was attractive about Dad. The media has done a poor job. They they demonetized. Demonized? Demonized. Demonized. There we go. Demonized. Bad. The media has done a poor job. They've demonized. What the fuck? I was like, what are you looking at? I kept trying to say demonized. Okay, I'm done. Um, That he was just this crazy zealot the entire time. Zealot. Zealot. I I tried to say that fast because I didn't know how to say it. That's okay. You've seen all the images. Okay, this is the part that I found interesting. I think there are different images being shown now, but it's still too little too late. I get it. I'm not upset about that. I'm not trying to defend him. I just wish people could understand what was attractive about him. Then they could identify and allow themselves to step into the story and understand how such a thing could happen. So the second thing is the whole idea of drinking the Kool-Aid. That's such a prevalent saying. Mm Mm-hmm. But the reality is that it was far from a mass suicide. People were forced. How could that be suicide? They were forced. And all of the children died first. People were completely fatigued, exhausted. Mm-hmm. They felt that there was an outside threat and that was mm-hmm. hammered into them. Yeah, Even the, over pe- the PA system. Exactly, yeah. Even the people that actually took the poison, only of those 25% that drank the poison, most of those people were just defeated and didn't know where else to turn. Mm-hmm. Um, and didn't want to run out on the others. So it was not this grand march to death. Far from it. We didn't see that coming. I guess maybe somebody who hadn't been in the temple their entire lives 
was just stepping into it and could have seen it coming. But we never felt he could go through with it because we saw him as such a coward. Hmm. That's So it's crazy when you see an inside perspective from an outside because things are always different than they seem. That's very true. That's a really good quote that you have because I'm even thinking, like, they all... Like, I guess I didn't realize what the person was going... I know it sucks, but to really think about what they were going through when they started to drink that drink was really they felt defeated they felt mm-hmm. like they had no they had way. no other choice and that's part of what sucks about cults in those ideas is that the cult leader will make you feel like you have nowhere to go and it's still this see that's a thing about religion religion not cults but religion is it gives you faith and like hope for something and right. then on the dark side of cults it you know, he's you telling like them, alone. yeah, he's telling them that, you know, there's this other plane we're going to go to, mm-hmm. and when there's just not, it's not in, and it, it, they take you away from your family, they make you distance yourself from your family, and then you have no money because you've given the money to the cult, um, and when it does come time where you're like, I need out, a lot of people don't leave because they don't have money. And they don't have any way out. They have like, no education. There are families there. They have right. nowhere to go. And if they leave and their family isn't on board... You have nothing. You've just... Yeah, you've left your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, your mom, your dad. Yeah. So, cults are no joke. Um, as fascinating as they are, I think the more we bring attention to that idea, maybe the less likely these kind of things because cults still some cults still are working today um i know actually i meant to bring this up to you but i haven't told you there are some charities that are set up for helping cult members um get reestablished into life that's like really amazing right everyday life so um as we wrap up I did want to bring this up. We do have a Patreon page that you can donate to. You can do $5 a month. You can do just one time or however many donations. I also want to set up a um, donation bucket for those charities. So if anyone knows a charity to help cult members or, um, you know, it can even be domestic abuse, like whatever, we want to set up some sort of donation to kind of give. Yeah. Um, especially because there's not a light on cult mem like ex cult members. Right. So it's kinda not talked about. Not just at all. To expect them to like deal it's, with life. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you were in a cult, you were manipulated your whole life or sexually abused and now yeah. you just have to live life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so our Patreon is um Cults and Theories. You can uh, it's cults you know, just go on Patreon, search that or it's uh ww.patreon slash cults and theories with a name spelled out and um we do want to end the episode on a like lighter note a little more positive (laughs) yeah because like you know you may be driving to work or you know (laughs) we don't want you to have a bad day so we're gonna try a week or a sorry a show of the week because i love binge watching shows i hate it and i love it and so i go through like netflix and hulu shows like crazy because we don't have tv um, I so, don't have a TV either. Like a TV or you don't have... Well, both. I don't have cable or a TV. So how I do you watch shows? Netflix how do you live? Or Hulu. How? On your phone? Yeah, that's really sad. <laughs> <laughs>
We almost just dropped the mic and I spit all over Sam as I laughed. <laughs> Is it raining in here? <laughs> How do you feel, Sorry. though, actually? Okay, good, because I felt bad. Um, so my show that I want to recommend this week is on Hulu, and it's called The Act. Have you heard of the um, Gypsy Rose oh, Blanchard? Yes. Okay, so it's on Munchausen Syndrome by Proxy. Oh. I'm not going to give a lot away because it, like, if you know the whole story, you understand how it'll go. But they did a fan- Is that what the act is? Is about her? Yes. Oh. Is it a yes. series or a show? It's or a, a, like a movie? It's an episode. It's a show. So it's like a dramatized, acted show. Um, so there's episodes. There's episodes. Oh, okay. And Hulu did this thing where with this series, they did episodes per week. Normally they just like... Put it all out. Put it all out, yeah. Not this time, which I'm a little sad about. But um, but it's also kind of cool because it gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm also of the generation of like instant gratification. I want it now. Yeah. So kind of leaves something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, episodes start, our episodes come out on Wednesdays. Uh, same day as our episodes. Oh Hold a thunk. <laughs> so you can watch that. If you do a little research, I would. If you don't know about it, I wouldn't do any research. Um, research it after because it's it, a crazy story. I haven't crazy. seen the show on Hulu, but I know about that, and that's insane. yeah. And they're pretty, pretty. You know, to the to the T on it. There's a little bit of you know name change, dramatizations, um, but it really gives a good portrait of what happens and just how insane the mom was mm-hmm. so check it out do you have one too um i'm kind of late to the game on this because oh, my shows are not today but my shows are not like new oh that's i've just okay. been getting into kitchen nightmares actually have you seen mine oh my god no with well okay gordon ramsay alex loves gordon ramsay he is i respect the shit out of that man fuck Alex or Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Well, Alex too. He's I cool. guess. Yeah, he's cool. But no, Gordon Ramsay, at least he like tells it how it is. And he's actually a really nice guy. Could you imagine if me, if, if Gordon Ramsay and I were in the same room? No. That's like you and Clint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, he, Clint, was an old uh, co-worker of mine. That, Just leave it at that. Yeah. Just both have very strong personalities. heads. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah, yeah, so it's Kitchen Nightmares or Rick and Morty, as always. (laughs) Because I I will watch Rick and Morty till the day I die. I've never, I haven't watched it. That's really sad you should. And I'm not even on that Rick and Morty bandwagon, but it's an amazing show. Is it? Yeah, it is. I'm so happy It's my favorite. Cool. We did it. We got through our first episode. This was so fun. Hey, let's do it again. Let's do it again sometime. Okay, we're rambling. Thanks! This was fun. Let's do it again. Okay, bye!